0: Welcome, cocksuckas. Time for the illusion of the abyss. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it's a subconscious thing, but Saturn does rule how I operate and work. Um, I guess uh, I have Saturnian placements in my horoscope. Chart and I just realized that I'm always making things within the hour of Saturn or uh, on the day of Saturn. So I just realized it was Saturday and I just woke up and I was like, I have to make a podcast today. And I think that's the Saturnian thing Saturn will people, I guess the word Satan does come from Saturn what's said in the the occult circle, but um, what Saturn really is, is that it will do negative things to you, it'll be adversarial in the sense that it challenges you, and if you don't meet the challenges, and you don't listen to it, bad things will happen to you, and that's the definition of what you would call Satan. So it's um, it's both good and bad, just like everything else in the universe, nothing that exists um, does not have a place in the universe. People ask why God would have a Satan, well, it's to get you to do things that you know you need to be doing tough drill instructor, you know, stern father figure, clean your fucking room, faggot, that's kind of what it's telling you, you know, it's not going to be nice to you about it, but if you get into the flow of it, you can have a very nice relationship with Saturn, your drill instructor will stop calling you a faggot and start saying, hey man, let's go for a run, you hop up and you say, fuck yeah, dude, well, now you're co creating. Now you have a symbiotic relationship. And that's where I'm going with this. That's the lead in to alchemy, spiritual alchemy, which is what I'm going to call this episode. Um, recently, I had someone, I was uh, talking to my friend Billy, and he asked, he didn't really ask me but he was saying that he was um, trying to go through the spiritual alchemy of the tarot and trying to understand it and I kind of flooded Billy with a bunch of a lot of things um, I f- focus on, with the alchemy of the spiritual alchemy of the um, tarot with the 22 major trumps Recently I heard Trumps come from actually, they used to be called the Triumphs. So, and that's what they are, each card represents a triumph of something. Even the bad ones, if you think the, terror, the, the Tower card is bad, nothing's bad or good really, it's how you perceive it and how you take it on. So yeah, you could, something really fucked up and destructive could happen in your life that's subjectively bad yes but how you deal with it and how you use alchemy to change the the thing that happened is bad how do you make it good that's the alchemical process the transmutation part of it and that's kind of the spiritual alchemy of the tower card is yeah Something bad happened to you, or is going to happen to you. Be prepared to use your alchemy to turn that fucked-up upheaval. And as it's happening to you, you always look back and say, "What didn't kill me made me stronger." What, what the terror, what the tower, tower card in the tarot is kind of saying is, when I meditate on it, I often pull that card for myself. Although I don't do much readings for myself. I do meditations on the cards. But I do pull that card a lot. Just for a meditation. So, what I meditate on is being present and aware that things will work out. And how how to be consciously aware of it at the time. Okay, you know, um, I just got kicked out of my house and I'm homeless. How This is an example. How am I going to turn this from oh this really sucks i don't even, i don't have anywhere to sleep tonight well you could change your attitude and this is the spiritual alchemical alchem- the spiritual alchemical part of this well fuck it it'll take me 30 minutes to go downtown to my city go into the park or by the river by whatever fuck it i live in florida i could walk i could walk to the beach i could ask for a ride to the beach i could Ask for some money. Get an Uber to the beach and sleep on the beach. I'm going to sleep on the beach for a week. I'm going to sleep in a park for a week. What's the worst that can happen to you? You know what I mean? Like, nothing is... You you just got kicked out of your house and now you got nowhere to live. Well, I got things. I got possessions. Fuck them. <laughs> leave, it, leave it behind and just let the tower fall and keep going, that would be, it's, it sounds crazy, but, I mean, what, that would be my response to that, let's say I would, I would, I literally wouldn't care, I would take what I needed, what was my spiritual possessions, crystals and things of this sort, what's cool with an altar is, it's just something that sits there and all the things on an altar can be put into a book bag and that's all I would give a fuck about pictures things that can't be replaced televisions, beds pillows, clothes these things, not important really you have the clothes on your back you have fucking clothes You'll get clothes, you'll get a bed, you'll get a TV. Fuck a TV, I haven't had a TV in fifteen years. You can get a dresser. You can get this, that, the third. It doesn't matter. That shit doesn't fucking matter. What matters is where you're going. Well, I'm going to the beach for a fucking week to figure this out. Okay, well. You know what I mean? That that would be spiritual alchemy. Turning something that's what you subjectively think is bad and to going with the flow of the universe and accepting the beauty of all things. So spiritual alchemy. I kept going into the Kundalini because I'm in the I've been studying the Thoth Crowley Lady Frida Harris deck for probably eight months now. I don't know. I don't know. A while. And all the cards, it's all the same, and it's just in the trumps, when you go into the minor arcana, that's when you go into the real shit, the, the minor arcana is actually more important, I believe, than the 22 trumps, the 22 trumps are just, are, are trying to tell you, is, it's, it's, uh, if you want a personal reading, if you want, if you, if you read tarot, um, you could just, you could take out the 22 trumps, and, if you want to do a real personal reading with someone, just use the uh, minor arcana, um, because I mean, that's where you're going to get a personal reading at. It's not going to be with the Twenty Two Trumps, although you, of course you, you can use it. But uh, if you want a real personal reading, I would, I would, I would experiment. Let's just say with just using the minor arcana. Anyways, because um, the Twenty Two Trumps, I've been um, even, okay, so, who started the Kabbalistic Order of the Builders of the Adidam? Yeah, well, it was a man called Paul Foster Case, it was in 1922, he made the order, and it's a correspondence or, uh, ordeal, (laughs) it's a correspondence deal, um, There's only one temple. It's in um, Los Angeles, California, and um, really, it's it was through mail, and he would teach students how to go through the tarot. He made his own tarot deck. It's based off the Rider Waite. Um, He switched a couple cards around, and he kind of spilled the secrets of well, not spilled the secrets. He taught the secrets of the tarot, and. What it comes down to is kind of kundalini energy, sexual energy, your um, everything that you, where creativity comes from, and passion, and all that. It comes from like your your root chakra, which is your sexual reproductive organs, and it, what it is, it, it's a it's a sacred alchemical process of your third eye crown chakra and it basically you're the top and the bottom of your body coming together at your heart chakra speaking your truth through that so what does that mean? well kundalini had there's two things to it just like uh, al- any kind of alchemical process um, there's physical alchemy where chemistry came from. Alchemy is building molecules into building, going from atoms to molecules to blending them into chemicals, and then using these chemicals to facilitate a something, uh, an action on the tangible physical realm, right? So that would be practical alchemy. So the alchemists of the past, the chemists, they would also practice internal alchemy though, which is very Eastern, internal alchemy is called Qigong, Kung Fu, Taoism, Zen Buddhism, all types of Buddhism, Hinduism is alchemical, it's spiritually alchemical, um, one type of spiritual alchemy is, like, the, like I said, take, uh, taking a bad thing and making it good, like the t- uh, tower card. I was first introduced to the concept of alchemical processes from a f- my philosophy teacher in college. I wasn't feeling good one day, and I didn't know why I was angry, for not really a good reason. I have mental problems. I have like, bipolar disorder. And major, major, major depression, or you know, kind of uh, still struggle with it a bit. Getting better though with it. Um, through, through magic, ceremonial magic mainly, and stuff like this. Um, he was like, you know, you don't seem like you're doing good today, man. What's up? And I said, I don't, under- I don't know, but I'm not feeling good, bro. And he said, Yeah, man kind of all feel like that sometimes and he was like there's something that you should probably be doing and he said why don't you take that bad feeling and do something creative with it why don't you i was very much into songwriting and um, um i was i had a guitar teacher that was teaching me both how to play songs like pink floyd and stuff like this i learned pink floyd's catalog And he was teaching me how to play flamenco guitar, like Spanish guitar, classical guitar. So, and I would bring my guitar to school and play it in like the park and shit. So my teacher knew that I liked to make music and he said, why don't you go make some music, man? I was like, "Uh," he said, yeah, that's called alchemy, bro. He was like, you take, you take, you if you're feeling some type of way and you don't know why, it's because you're not expressing yourself in the way that you need to be not doing something that you need to be doing on the physical plane that's killing you inside so you use the alchemical process of change transmutation transmute that horrible feeling you have and make a piece of art out of it and that's what he taught me that day and I did I went and I wrote a song and I felt better afterwards so what that is is that so there's spiritual alchemical processes. That's actually an emotional alchemy. So what is spiritual alchemy, really? It really is kundalini energy, I believe. Because with the kundalini, which the... It's a bio... Why I was talking about physical alchemy and spiritual alchemy is because... They blend together because what you're doing is you're doing something biological and chemical inside of your body and it's also spiritual so it's two things it's the real alchemy in um, every alchemical um, painting or drawing glyph it's always mixing the two things and it's, it's it's there's always a snake involved and in the it's always going to be fire and water that's going to be your masculine and your feminine energies You'll hear the New Age talk about the Divine Masculine. Well, they never want to talk about that. They always want to talk about the Divine Feminine. But there's also the Divine Masculine. There's the Divine Feminine, the True Divine Feminine, and the True Divine Masculine. And then there's the Shadow Divine Masculine, and the Shadow Divine Feminine. That's, where Kali, that's what Kali is. She's That's what Lilith is, is the Shadow Divine Feminine. But then the Divine Feminine is the High Priestess card, the Virgin Mother, and the, um, the Fruitful uh, Mother, Gaia um, Earth, but also Mary, Virgin Mary, that gives birth. That's a twofer because usually you have the Virgin, well, you have the Virgin Goddess, and you have the Mother Goddess. Christianity is pretty cool, because there's, the mother goddess is the virgin, and that's kind of the high priestess, um, so, well, I, I just said the high priestess, I'm gonna have to explain that, I guess, I'll have to qualify the answer, so the high priestess is number two, the oh, second, technically the third card, but it is, it, it is the number two, because the fool goes on to the fool is like, us, the fool is us before incarnating on the on the planet, and the fool is also God, not calling God a fool, it's called the fool because it doesn't give a fuck, kind of, it's kind of explaining how creation comes to be, you have to be mad to, you know, <laughs> to do, to, to create, to say, fucking... Well, fuck it. I got kicked out of my place. I'm going to go live on the beach for a while. You got to be mad. You have to be a fool to make that alchemical change. Well, yeah. You see, the fool, on any card, he's going to have his bags packed. In that bag is the same bag that you see in Sumerian glyphs of the Anunnaki people. They'll always have the bag and the pine cone. That bag... That bag is the whole tarot, and that bag is all your spiritual, all chemical gifts that you have. That are still coiled, if you will. They're the coiled serpent. So that bag he has packed, he is, and he's walking off that cliff. He's taking the risk. He's taking the jump. He's taking the leap. And he always has the little, the dog at his side, barking at him. That's your lower primal self saying, no, 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 don't do that. It's safe, you're safe here, you got your, you know, you got your bags packed, they're coiled, you got this, you got, and he's, he's smiling, he's laughing, he's not listening to his lower self, he's going with his intuition. And people would call that foolish. It's a joke. You see? <laughs> it's it's a it's a divine comedy. And a divine tragedy. But they're both the same. So... That's what the tarot is. It's a divine comedy and it's a divine tragedy. That's what the tarot is. So... You have the fool and he takes the leap. That would be the fool that's existing in... How... Okay, so the, the builders of the additum you, you, you color your own cards. And you, you you also get a schema of how the cards should be colored. I did not color mine in the way they uh, should be colored. I used different colors to represent uh, the Kundalini process and Taurus Field, Red Blue Shift, and chakra colors, I kind of did that, but I did kind of stick with the schema too, such as the blue waters in a tarot deck, mainly the 22 trumps, the waters are always going to represent the subconscious, I always drew the blue, or a type of blue, and there always has to be something left white, and that's going to be the divine... That goes past Kether. Then you got the three veils of God, which are Ain, the Nothing; the Ain Sof, which is the limitless nothing; and the Ain Safar, which is God, which is the limitless light of God. So you have the Fool. He's number zero because he's coming in through Kether. He's jumping off of that cliff, and he's he. That is the the. It's the creative. the creative generative force coming into being, that's God so the fool represents God and it represents you before you incarnated on this earth you made the leap it represents you before you do anything that seems risky that ultimately has a beneficial thing to it but you're scared and that seems risky and you're scared because it's the small animal, your lower self barking at you so that's the fool and then the magician card you have is also God or you the magician card is when you are start to operate within God's frequency and you, you have your wand you have your sword you have your cup and you have your disc or, pinna- or your pinnacle he stands with his, with his table of his al- alchemical elements Equilibrated and ready for use and he stands with the two point, pointed wand taking the divine he represents Kether that's why it's the first card number one it represents the Sephiroth of Kether that is the magician spreading the light of God from the Ein Safar of the fool now it's God incarnate and he is going to, he, the magician always has the wand, it has two points it's come the, the top point of the wand is take, drawing the limitless light and taking it through that sphere of sephiroth bringing it down to come into formation down to Mount well the magician is the divine masculine generative force that's a phallus that he has in his hand. The seed that he's casting down, that's going to come down to Malkuth. Well, something needs to cast that seed down, he's, he's using his, his light to do that. His electricity. Well, the mother figure, the feminine, is always represented as magnetism. And magnetism is what draws the light, the electricity, and magnetism draws it into something or repels something. The, the two together, the electromagnetic process is the alchemical process, the spiritual alchemical process. The divine feminine is, ma- uh, is magnetism. The divine masculine is electricity, light. And when scientists and people talk about dark matter, and they act like they don't know what's going on. It's 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 magnetism is dark matter. That's all it is. You can't see magnetic forces, but it's there. It's spiritual. So Mary Magdalene it's magnetism. The Magdalene and Christ story those two specifically together that is a parable about electromagnetism. It's cuz it cuz it, it that story is fucking... Has been told forever. Before Christianity. And it's going to be told after. So... It's going to be told in quantum physics. In fact, it is told in quantum physics. So... One of my talks... So, uh, the High Priestess card is where we're going to talk about the magnetism. Because the High Priestess, she sits... She has... She's called the Virgin because she has not created anything yet. She is a virginal goddess. She has not. She is not a mother yet. She has not mothered anything. Therefore, she's kind of cold. She's what you could call. She is Hakma. She has. So that's why she has the the scroll in her hand. It says Torah, which means the law. And she has uh, the laws of the universe, the natural, universal laws, the seven hermetic principles, all that she has everything, the whole zodiac, people talk about the zodiac is in Hakma, what does that mean? Well, it holds every fucking piece of everything, that's what Hakma is, it's just a, rep- and it's not even, it's, these things are not real, the tree of life is not real, it's just a physical diagram of how things flow, so, just like, just like these cards, they're physical, they're physical representations of spiritual ideas. So, the High Priestess, though, takes the laws of the universe with the magician's generative force, and they turn into the third card, the Empress, the divine fertility goddess. She starts to mother. field, if you will. If we're talking about something, let's talk about, not the whole earth beginning, or Malkuth. Let's talk about Malkuth being the the product of something. Tangibly, physically. Well, Binah, the third Sephiroth, is the Empress. She is the representation of Fertility from the first three cards which represent the, the zero in so and then Kether with Hawkma it's going to create that's why you always see Saturn as the is number three because the number three is the first one of creation it's, it's now in tangible form these thoughts have now become realities but they're still kind of lingering in in what's called the absolute which is the realm of the spirit the top supernal triangle now the mother goddess needs she needs a partner on this new deck I got it's called Liberty the tarot of the stars eternal it's a uh an updated version of the Thoth deck. Um, it's cool because it has a lot of uh, a, a astrology in it, which I love. The Empress is represented. She has. She's, she's wearing this this belt, and the belt always represents pregnancy. She's wearing this belt, and it has the the three. It has the glyph of Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. And I was like, huh. Earth, which is Capricorn, you got now chemical air, which is Aquarius, and now chemical water, which is Pisces. Where's the fire in this in this card? There was no fire. And I was like, oh wait, that's because the Empress needs the Emperor, and the Emperor is all about fire. It's Cardinal Aries. The number four, which is gonna be it's it's gonna be Jupiter, it's gonna be uh, Hesed. It's going to be the creator god. Jesus. Zeus. Thor. Jupiter. It's going to be the emperor. And that's fire. Once again, the generative creative force. So, your passion. You have your passion, which is fire. And then you have your air, which is the intellect and how to use that fire well those are the two that the, the two alchemical glyphs that point up and then the two alchemical glyphs that point down are what bring it into reality the, the divine feminine the divine masculine produces the divine feminine grounds it water you use your intention with emotion to make it tr- true on the earth and the physicality so and that's the, that's the two, masculine and feminine coming together. So the emperor and the empress are the same card. To get, you, you, the empress is incomplete without the emperor. The emperor is incomplete without the empress. And then you're coming to holy matrimony. Coming down to, I'm sorry, but yeah, the fourth card. Yeah, that's that's a said, which is the emperor. Number five is gonna be the Hierophant. That's going to be the Well, it's gonna represent Givora, which is the might and severity. And it's it's representing the Marsh the Mars energy is representing uh, that kind of gets into if you obey, it's judgment, basically. The Hierophant is, it's, he's, ju- he's judging two people, usually in the glyph. Uh, number five, the Hierophant, he's judging these two men. He's the priest. The high priest, and really, I think what you could take—I think that that represents the path of. I'm pretty sure if I'm—I'm I'm not great with the Hebrew letters. Still, pretty sure if number five, the hierophant, the hierophant is going to represent the path of uh, Hesed to uh, Geburah. It's going to be that equilibrium once again—the balancing act of the masculine and feminine p- uh, pillars. It's going to be Gebura with with his head. It's going to be the balancing act, because the Hierophant is the high priest that gives the judgment from God, but he has to be fair. There has to be that's that is that's a part of Gebura is not is, is is it's Saturnian too. It's it's Mars, but it's also Saturnian. It's it's Saturn in action, Mars, the the because. Saturn is called the Great Maleficent. Well, Mars is called the Lesser Maleficent. He's carrying out the act on the physical plane with his fire. But it has to be fair. Saturn's always fair. Saturn doesn't exist just to carry out evil or bad things or discipline or restriction for evil's sake or restriction's sake just to do it. Saturn is there for a very specific purpose, to create equilibrium, to marry the two opposing poles of something to make it complete. Evil and good come from the same place. Hate and evil are the same thing with two extreme poles. If you equilibrate that, you will have one thing, oneness. And it all comes back to the oneness, and we're all trying to get back into Catherine. We have to understand how things form down first, and that's what the tarot glyphs are. Then you come to the lovers, which are is the alchemical marriage of two polar opposites coming together to form something. The alchemical marriage.